0: Coming up. Even 32 years later, Christine wanted to say she didn't run away, and that matters to them. They feel like something happened.
1: Um, She's hopeful that she's still alive. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Cron. January 19th, 1988. A blizzard is blowing through the suburbs of Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota, and snow is piling up as 19-year-old Susan Swaddell drives home from her job at Kmart. She's almost made it back to her family's home in the tiny suburb of Lake Elmo when she notices something is wrong with her car and pulls off at a gas station. 19-year-old Susan Swaddell was on her way home from work in Oak Park Heights. Witnesses say she stopped at a gas station about a mile away from her home in Lake Elmo, it's from this gas station in the middle of this snowstorm that Susan Swedell would vanish. Susan Swedell is still missing, and we must share her story so we can bring her home.
2: Every single day feels like a living hell without her.
1: We are not letting go. Aaron Adelson, you covered this story for Care Eleven in Minneapolis, Minnesota. First off, thank you for taking some time to share this story with us. Absolutely, my pleasure. So Aaron, introduce us to this story. Who was Susan Swaddell, and what do we know about the circumstances surrounding her disappearance in 1988?
0: Yeah, she's a young girl about to turn 20. It was January um, a long time ago, 1988, and she was leaving work. There was a blizzard. She had called home to say that she was leaving, to come home, and she had stopped at a gas station, came inside, according to the attendant, told him that she was having car trouble then went outside and was seen talking with a, a man and got in the car with him and they drove away and and that's the last
1: time that she was seen so this was Minnesota in January there's a blizzard going on as you mentioned and you got to imagine that when she doesn't come home that night her family's concern is probably that it, something weather related happened that she got in a car accident or that her car you know got stuck in a ditch right
0: Yeah. And I'm sure that's all that they were thinking about. And she was last seen about a mile from home. And so even in those conditions, it shouldn't have taken more than 15 minutes to get home. And I'm sure their anxiety grew as the the time went on throughout the night.
1: Now, there was a witness to this, an attendant at the gas station uh, that you mentioned. And according to him, there wasn't a struggle or anything like that. What exactly did he tell police he saw happen?
0: The attendant told police she went outside, talked with a man,
1: and got in his car, and they drove away. And unfortunately, we still don't know who that person might be to this day. If it was somebody that she knew and recognized and said, hey, can I have a ride home? If it was a stranger that she decided to you know, trust to drive her a mile just because she was in a tough situation in a blizzard, we just don't know. And it's been over three decades that her family and investigators have had to sit with all of those questions Where does this investigation stand today over 30 years later?
0: There have been no arrests. The sheriff's office calls it an open case that they're still working
1: on and looking for tips. I haven't mentioned this to you yet, but I actually grew up in Lake Elma, Minnesota. I don't live there anymore, but I grew up just down the street from where this gas station is located. Oh, wow. We drive past it every single day on my way to school. Um, When my older brother first got his driver's license, this was the spot I would make him take me uh, so that I could spend my allowance on candy. I don't know if you've been out there or if you spent a lot of time in Lake Elmo, but it really is hard for me to fathom this being the site of of something so awful.
0: Yeah, I mean, a mundane location and just entirely unclear three decades later what happened to Susan and, and what, yeah, how that night ended is entirely unclear still. And that's awful for the family.
1: And you mentioned that this is still an open case. Susan Swedell's disappearance actually occurred right around the same time as another missing persons case that's that's pretty well known in Minnesota, um, the disappearance of Jacob Wetterling. And I expect some of our listeners probably have heard of that case and know that it actually ended with an arrest and a guilty plea just a, a few years ago, decades after he went missing. And now they're completely separate cases. But do you get the sense that, that maybe seeing another Minnesota family get that justice and those answers after such a long time? has brought some some more attention or maybe reinvigorated this this investigation into this other disappearance.
0: I'm sure the sheriff's office is hopeful. It's still top of mind for Sue's sister. Um the the pain when I spoke with her was just so evident and and she has guilt about dedicating her life to, to trying to find her
1: sister and it's just unimaginable. I I really feel for them. January 2021 now marks 33 years since Sue Swaddell disappeared. You mentioned speaking to Sue's sister, Christine, and I know that was for a story you did on the 32nd anniversary. Uh, So before I ask you about that for our listeners, here are a few clips from that story.
2: This is Sue at her graduation party at our other grandma's house.
1: Christine
0: Swaddell last saw her sister, Susan, exactly 32 years ago.
2: I've never been interviewed right on the day, so... This is pretty hard.
0: Christine has tried to keep her sister's name in the news over the decades.
2: This picture is my favorite. This is another favorite picture of mine.
0: The Washington County Sheriff says his office continues to investigate Susan's disappearance. He says someone knows something. Ask Christine what it would mean for this case to be solved, and you get two answers.
2: We'd be so happy to finally see her and be with her and be able to Be a family again. As for the other um, possibility, it would crush us.
0: She still looks up to her older sister.
2: She had a lot of strength, so I have to be strong. People tell us that you can go on, but you can't go on.
1: What she can do is hope.
2: I just would like to say something to her. I love you, Sue, and I'll never stop searching for you.
1: Was there anything else that Christine Swaddell had to say about her sister's case after all these years.
0: Well, I, I don't know if it was a rumor at the time or what the family conceded that Sue was having boyfriend problems, but even 32 years later, um, Christine wanted to say she didn't run away. And that matters to them. They feel like something happened. Um, she's hopeful that she's still alive and is optimistic that they'll be able to see her again. And then she said, you know, if, if, if she's found not alive, that would still crush them. So the unknowing is awful and, and knowing a
1: bad outcome is also uh, even worse. Yeah, and every day that goes by is, you know, another day where, where she has to live with that and the whole family has to live with that. Um, So if anyone listening has information about the disappearance of Susan Swaddell, you can contact the Washington County Sheriff's Office in Minnesota at 651-430-7850 at 651-430-7850. Aaron Adelson, thank you so much for taking the time to share this story with us. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for being here with me on this episode of The Daily Crime. If you liked what you heard, take a second to send this episode to a friend you think might like it too. You can also check out Vault Studios' weekly crime podcast, True Crime Chronicles, if you're looking for more from me and Will Johnson, as well as our esteemed third co-host on that podcast, Spencer Burdig. And of course, The Daily Crime is here for you five days a week. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond.